everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Interviews with Influential Women. My name is Sarah, and this is a podcast I've created for my senior project to talk with and learn more about various women who have either impacted me, have had some kind of an impact on their communities, or both. Today, we are joined by Martina Javid, the founder of May Organization for the Homeless, a nonprofit based in Rhode Island. Before we get into the interview, I wanted to give a little bit of backstory about Martina that we couldn't quite get into. Um, due to time constraints. So, Martina immigrated to the United States in 1979 from San Miguel in the Azores, which is an autonomous region in Portugal, if anyone didn't know, when she was 11 years old. And according to her, she couldn't wait for the plane to land, having so anticipated the feeling of what arriving in America would be like. She said the grandeur of Boston had astounded her, but later on she saw a man lying on pavement and inquired about him. She learned that he was a homeless man, and could not fathom that in this great land of opportunity she would find homelessness. To her, at age 11, the idea of homelessness in America was absolutely incomprehensible. She thought about life back in the Azores, about her last birthday there, how elated she had felt to have a watermelon as a special treat, and how not even once, regardless of hardships, little to eat for most, or absence of electricity in so many areas, did she ever see a homeless person. For where she grew up, the community was an extended family. Everyone came to the aid of their neighbor. And so a deep yearning grew within Martina to dedicate herself at some point in her life to work with the homeless population in her adopted country. And so, in 2008, Martina founded May Organization and dedicated it to supporting and empowering the homeless and underserved population in the healing of mental health and opioid addiction through holistic programs. Along with her many inspiring accomplishments with May, Martina is an incredibly strong survivor of breast cancer. I cannot begin to describe how much Martina's work with May and strength in her journey to beating cancer has inspired me, and I'm so honored that she could join me today. Without further ado, let's get into the interview. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I apologize for all of the confusions. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Life is crazy. I'm just glad that I got the chance to sit with you right now. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to learn more about the organization and just you. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me again. So I guess we can get started. Absolutely. I'll do my best. <laughs> okay, thank you. So to start off, um, could you give us a little bit of background information about yourself, just where you grew up, went to school, and what led you to eventually starting the organization for the homeless? Yeah, um, so I'm an immigrant. I was uh, born and uh, attended school in San Miguel Azores. Um, and then uh, we migrated here. Uh, the first state that we lived in was um, Massachusetts. So uh, I attended UMass Dartmouth uh, there for, um, for the concentration in uh, business management. And then later I attended the Knight RISD interior design program. Um, and attended some um, expressive arts um, classes um, at Salve Regina as well. 
you know, it was after taking the expressive arts program that I personally benefited so much from um, holistically. Um, it was so therapeutic for me that I began questioning uh, myself, uh, began questioning what I was doing with my life, and, and I wanted to use these programs for a greater purpose. Yeah. So um, it really, this message was instilled, uh, and, and I call it a spiritual message, uh, was ingrained in my mind to look to the homeless uh, demographic and, and work with them. So, so then um, that's where the seed came from. I began visiting shelters and, and getting to know um, individuals there and providing the programs and I felt that it was uh, so incredibly needed and missing in their lives and and hence um, the organization was born it was I founded it in um, 2008. So after you started it um, what did you kind of say like what can you say is the overall mission of mission? Uh, so our mission is to offer services um, to support and empower homeless individuals uh, with a concentration around holistic therapies for the body, mind, spirit. And again, just taking, because I was such a, a beneficiary of, of, the, um, of what it did for me, that's, that's sort of like what I wanted to, to primarily use because it's what I found uh, one in every, you know, um, one in every five homeless individuals um, suffers greatly from mental health issues. So, um, yeah, that's the basis of our mission, you know, and the vision is really to, to see our clients thrive through our programs and um, transition out of homelessness uh, sustainably. Wow, that's incredible. And um, so the last couple of months, I think, have obviously been a little bit crazy with the pandemic. So I was just wondering, how did um, COVID-19 impact the organization? And how has it just been having to adjust? Yeah, I mean, I think that, of course, globally, um, we were all impacted. Uh, services like ours, uh, we were greatly impacted. Um, we weren't able to hold our fundraisers, uh, which is a way that we sustain a lot of our programs. So um, we sort of had to, to, um, to get back to the table and, and think about how we were going to be able to do this because um, with all of the restrictions and guidelines, um, we weren't a able to continue even our services in the same manner that we have been. I mean, we, we serve out there. I think, as you know, like buffet style, people get in line and come. And so, you know, that could no longer happen. Um, so, um, you know, and homelessness doesn't go away. In fact, the need at this time is greater than it has ever been. Yeah. Uh, so our services have, in fact, increased. Um, but we were able to improvise. We were able to uh, to continue serving uh, just yeah. everything prepackaged, you know, under, we're all masked up and, and uh, um practicing um, safe 
um, safe guidelines and safe distancing. And, and we've been able to still continue serving because we just have the most amazing volunteers that are willing to be out there and uh, continue doing what we're doing. Wow. I'm so glad that you guys continue that. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, I initially, when all of this uh, came about, I, I had to uh, address the board and, and I said, I think that for the time being, we're going to have to stop services because I, I just couldn't comprehend like, oh my gosh, it's like five people. How do we do that? <laughs> um, and, and of course there was, you know, great fear of, of, uh, COVID. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, but we were able to manage and, and we're out there. We're thriving. We're actually serving more days, more individuals than we ever had before. Wow. So I guess going along with that, um, what have been, so I guess these were some of the challenges that you faced recently, but I think what have been some of the challenges that you faced long-term with running the organization? Uh, the long-term goal for the organization is for us to be a wellness center uh, where individuals can come in and, and learn lots of skills. Uh, but we see, continue to receive our um, holistic therapies, benefit greatly from them, and lots of holistic programs. Uh, so, you know, the challenge has been uh, raising funds to, to get that prop, to get the wellness center, because yeah. all of our services have been uh, accomplished outdoors. We meet our clients where they're at. Um, and that's mostly, you know, on, on the streets. So that's been, uh, I think, sort of like our challenge all along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we're applying for grants and, and hoping that some donors come around and we'll have our wellness center soon. For sure. That's so great. Mm -hmm. I hope yeah. so. Crossing my fingers. <laughs> and <laughs> so along with this, um, on the flip side, what would you say have been in your opinion, some of the biggest accomplishments with May and some of the things you're most proud of in? Yeah, I think that although we're, we're not mostly an outreach organization and our services have been outdoors, it's challenging with the weather and everything, we've been able to accomplish so much. We've been able to, to uh, get so many clients in, into coordinated entry and um, get them ready to receive uh, all the programs that they can qualify for um, this year uh, probably it's amazing right because it's, it's been it's been such a surreal year yeah. but we received our largest grant ever we received a $45,000 grant oh so that we can um, so that we can provide the meal services in the great number that we've been uh, providing so I think that's been a like the biggest accomplishment yeah. uh, financially. But I think that, um, I think the most heartfelt accomplishments at our organization are always when we're able to see a client transition uh, out of homelessness into a sustainable life, because that's huge. I mean, um, the ho homelessness is, is like, there. it's so many, it's so compounded um, that for someone to transition, it's not just about having an apartment moving in and yeah. you're, you know, 
life goes on um, if you're not there to yeah. continue um, committed to these individuals, they are likely to fall back into homelessness. So I think the greatest accomplishment is seeing our families uh, live sustainably. Uh, we're sort of like a family they can count on. Today I saw um, one of our clients' son graduate virtually. When we meet these uh, people at a shelter, yeah. we help them move into housing. We follow their, their livelihood. We get to see their, their accomplishments. Yeah. Uh, little things that in life that they get to cross off and so you know getting to see their children graduate is like oh this it's that's a great accomplishment yeah that definitely must be so fulfilling yes and yeah. um so I guess shifting a bit from May um along with your many aspiring inspiring not aspiring um along with your <laughs> many inspiring accomplishments in May you're also a breast cancer survivor. So could you talk a little bit about your experience and are there any messages you would like to provide women with in the community? Um, yeah, I am a breast cancer survivor and I, I am um, blessed. Um, I'm grateful every day that I am a survivor. Um, could have been on the flip side of that. It was definitely a lifetime um, battle um, that I never want to go through again um, but you know I'm still under that five-year um, guided uh, time period uh, still on oral chemo there's just so many effects and you know you learn to live life differently it's it's a whole new way of living um, but I'm lucky and uh, you know I think what got me through it so of course my family right and my friends yeah. um, most definitely um, but a lot of faith and prayer you know yeah. Uh, yeah I relied heavily on that uh, a lot of gratitude I think like I I completely changed uh, my way of living and I thought I was doing a decent job before um, but when you have so much to think about uh, when you have so much time to think, yeah. um, really ponder every little granule of, of your life. Yeah. Um, I think what I would say to young women is, you know, we are not just uh, our genetics. Uh, yeah. We're not going to get something just because someone in our family has it. It's, it's actually really not so. Um, I think... Uh, I think think about I would I would ask young women to start taking care of themselves um, you know right now um, at, at this very young age this is when you want to start making some life changes and I know that there's so much going on there's school and uh, there's all kinds of stuff so you're not really thinking about that fast food is is delicious um, but filled with you know um, you know, we eat a lot of processed food in the United States filled with GMOs, gluten, saturated fats, and all of that sort of just calcifies in our system over time. And, you know, something's bound to happen. So I would say take inventory of your life, of, of what's causing you stresses, uh, the negative friends, uh, you know, all the status quo that really... <laughs> So much doesn't matter in life, but we, we really think it does when we're young. Uh, just try to, to live a life 
from your heart and from your passions. Um, and I would definitely say, take most importantly, take inventory of your diet. Try to eat clean. I, I actually want to coach women on trying to eat clean. It's not necessarily dieting. It's just yeah. eliminating it's from your from from yeah, your be mindful. And yeah, be mindful of everything you're doing in your life. I think that's that's what I would ask young women to do. Thank you for that. Yeah. And um, who are some strong women in your life or even in the media that mm -hmm. have really encouraged you or helped you through difficult times that you would say? Yeah, there's so many, uh, so mm -hmm. many women, but uh, definitely the, um, my mom. Oh, yeah. Uh, my mom and I, I'd say in the media would be Oprah Winfrey. Um, oh, yeah. My so mom. Funny. Yeah, well, yeah, I've always followed with Oprah, like ever mm -hmm. since I think I, I watched very little TV, but she, when she first started doing her TV shows and everything. Um, my mom, I mean, she's overcome so many obstacles, um, lots of poverty, uh, abusive situations. Um, and uh, she, you know, when you migrate, you, she left her mom behind. She left her friends just oh so come here and have the opportunity to have a better life than she did. I think that's like the ultimate sacrifice you can make for your family. And through it all, she, to me, is the epitome of, um, of strength and grace, you know. And, and I think sort of like parallel in, in you know, uh, Oprah Winfrey too um, has overcome many obstacles. She she overcame uh, abuse, poverty. She yeah. she was a teen she uh, teen pregnancy. Yeah. Um, so and then I mean she 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 flipped it today. She's uh, she did. Oprah, you know? yeah. I mean, who doesn't know who Oprah Winfrey is? And she's one of the most like real people that yeah. comes through on television. You know, it's like you feel like you can get to know this person. Yeah. Um, she's she's one of the most influential African American people in the world, and yeah. she uses she leverages that platform so incredibly beautifully. Um, she inspires um she's helped to um to shape so many values um and then she you know i love her angel network um that she's created which supports nonprofits. Uh, and, i wasn't i wasn't really aware of that yeah she so she so it's it's uh, it's a nonprofit that she has that supports so many nonprofits. Yeah everywhere uh, I hope to be the beneficiary of that someday you know, you know <laughs> I can dream yeah. and then of course I think everybody's uh, aware of her uh, leadership academy in South Africa with all those incredible girls so I mean it's someone that that has done um, so much good in the world you know she shares um, so much of herself and so she's incredibly inspiring to me yeah definitely and I think the next question that I have for you is you touched on this before but just what advice would you give to young women in today's world I think with a dream also such as yours because um starting the organization and everything just 
what would you give to young women who like just yeah I would I think uh I think I would encourage uh you know I think we are all here for a greater purpose um and again like when we're so young there's so much going on in school and stuff we don't really think about this stuff but I would say to go within and question what your passions are what makes you feel really good and strong inside and, and go after those passions and you know definitely push the envelope on you know through uh, push through the envelope of uh, discrimination uh, against women in society and you know the workforce that is still uh, very much present in wow. today's life you yeah. know um, so I, I hope that the, the next generation, uh, your generation, uh, does much better through that. Um, it's still so stigmatized. But I would, you know, lastly, um, don't be afraid to speak up for what you believe in. Don't don't swallow what you're what you're really feeling inside. Um, your voice is important, uh, and especially, I mean, today where. Yeah. yeah, has been nothing but historical moments, right? We're in the midst of like probably the biggest civil rights movement right now. And um, to be here, to be present, to be a part of it, to be a voice uh, for the change um, is very historic. Yeah, it's hard to believe that. I could have never imagined that this is what this year would bring, but yeah. I think it's much needed. And yeah, it's been a long time coming. Definitely, definitely. So we're living through some amazing times right now. Yeah. Yeah, use your voice. Be loud. Be loud and proud. And I think the last thing that I wanted to ask That's right. you um, is if you could have dinner with one woman, dead or alive, um, who would it be? Um, so dead... I would undoubtedly it would be Mother Teresa. Um, yes, for sure. She visited. She visited Massachusetts. Uh, I can't think of when, but in the early '90s, very early '90s, when she was uh, still obviously when I was still living there. Oh. And I remember the day that she was due to visit. I had prepared myself so much. I really wanted to go see her, and it ended up. Uh, not happening um, couldn't make it happen for myself so definitely she's uh, she's a soul I would love to sit with and uh, just even be in her presence um, even if we didn't carry a conversation I feel like I would leave um, feeling so fulfilled and um, filled with her light but um, alive I'm gonna go back to Oprah Winfrey <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't really, uh, I'm not big on, uh, like celebrities. They don't, yeah. they, you know, it's yeah, if know celebrity comes and like, it, whatever, you know, that's great. They're, they really are people just like us, you know, yeah. they are. but I feel like she's, she's really, um, throughout my time. I think she's, she's one person I've, I really followed closely and believe tremendously in everything she says and and everything she's done so um yeah it would be it would be incredible to have lunch with her 
Well, thank you so much for all the insight that you gave today. Um, it was a pleasure getting to sit down with you and just hearing more about your story because I always have seen you at like events, but we never really get the chance to like chat. So and I you are incredibly inspiring. I know you're gonna do amazing things. Thank you. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to following your journey too.